0: This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. A very good evening to everyone and welcome to uh, tonight's installments of Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod. Um, this is definitely the very first installment of um, the show in 2019. Uh, I must say it, it is an absolute honor to be in your presence as it always been an honor. And unbelievably so, you know, we are now celebrating, this show will be celebrating it's their uh, anniversary in February It's amazing how time flies And the show has grown in leaps and bounds Thanks for your support uh, and, and I know for the fact that you, you've been bugging us And you know, giving us guidance and direction In terms of the quality of uh, you know, thought leaders That we bring to the show We endeavour we endeavor to continue this, this kind of trajectory As we inject uh, juvenile energy in what we do Which is quite important Um, For 2019, I wish you all but nothing but the best I wish you good health I I wish you good fortunes Um, And and let's continue to share Um, You know, there's so many challenges that are facing the country Unemployment rate, its you know, it's shockingly high Let's do something about it Now that we've got um, the elections uh, literally in a couple of months from now onwards um, Everybody's going out You know, we've seen the manifestos I'm not sure what your views are We've seen the NC manifesto And, and other political parties Are obviously gearing up You know, in terms of projecting uh, the, best for, the best foot forward, if you like In terms of all the kinds of promises That um, they, they will be uh, putting uh, forward um, Let the best men win as always It's quite important um, moving on swiftly let me once again wish my predecessors a happy happy uh, new year and and nothing else but the best to Dr. Uh, Simon, uh, Katie Kayla, uh Sasha Star, uh, and of course tonight I'm not flying solo. I normally have uh, Tabo uh, Mshengu, uh who normally the the, the who normally uh navigate the ship. I'm told he's still on leave somewhere in the Bahamas. Uh, how how <laughs> I envy him, uh, and of course um, DJ Flow will be navigating. Um, you know the the, the production tonight. Um, once again, let me implore you to give us your thoughts give us your views. Our SMS line hasn't changed; it's three four five one nine. My email address is nimrod at high And let me have those views. Let me have those uh, contribution. Let's continue to have a, a, a robust conversation. And I promise. Um, the listeners as I did last year, given the quality of people that we've brought on air, uh this year is gonna be a blast. Uh talking of a blast, I have on studio one of the individuals that I have a lot of respect for. Uh he's my former colleague at Vets um, at some point. Uh, his name is Dan Motaung Uh he's now the senior researcher at Mapunguba Institute for Strategic Reflection Mistra. Um and Dan is no longer is no longer a new face in the show. We've had a a conversation with him last, last year. And based on your comments and feedback, uh, he came across, uh, very insightful, uh, very strategic, very thoughtful, very engaging. Uh, hence we, we decided to bring him once again. And the reason why I brought Dan is for us to quickly reflect on, um, you know, the status of education. Uh, we all know that, uh, you know, we're making, you know, the schools have reopened. Uh, we are celebrating, you know, metric pass rate, and with that come most of controversies uh, and views around what is quality. Are we talking quality? Are we talking quantity? And 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 the 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 one of the issues that I want to you know put forward, which which actually stimulated this kind of conversation tonight, is an article that was written by Nick Spall, um in response to the National Education Collaboration Trust article on, 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 on the, you know, uh, national senior, senior, national senior certificate, uh, pass rate. And of course, we've had, um, you know, Professor uh, Jonathan Johnson, you know, jumping into the bandwagon, uh, questioning the extent to which the NECT, you know, is was literally, uh, uh, congratulating the, the ministry in terms of the performance. Uh, on that note, let me take this opportunity to welcome Dan,
1: Dad, How are you? I'm good, thank you very much, Doctor, and thank you for inviting me and uh, good afternoon to your listeners.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, you know, earlier on, I was just thinking, you know, uh, say you and I when we met uh, some years ago back in the 1990s, we shared. I think we shared sociology. We shared English as a second mm. language. We shared uh, African politics, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes. Yes, <laughs> and just like 23 years back
0: My goodness, those are wonderful days <laughs> And I recall uh, a sister who taught us English as a second language Yes Th- That's one of the classes that you and I uh, set Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, quite interesting, very exciting
0: Those are wonderful days, those are wonderful <laughs> days And we've seen a number of uh, uh, high-profile individuals who happened to be in our class at the time Andile Mkikama, yes. uh our long friend Are you still in touch with him?
1: Uh, no, actually <laughs> I was last, last in touch with him about 12, 15 years back You know, we just drifted apart And we ne- we were never really friends mm-hmm. Although he's a fellow He's within the intellectual community broadly And we've had fail a fair, a fair dose of respect for each other, we locked horns, we never agreed, he's always been ideologically pulled apart from me <laughs> but we knew each other, we shared space and
0: all Well like I couldn't that. agree with you more because I invite him on a show um, you know, uh, he didn't come back, the deputy came, but since then we, we never touched base, but I'll mm-hmm. still you know, at some point uh, bring him in because we value his views mm-hmm. as much as radical they are because isn't that what the democracy is all about? That
1: is what, the, my opinion of him, sorry I know he's not the subject, he's Back then at school, he was far better, brighter, clearer than he is now. I think he's a bit muddled up now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, let's move on swiftly. Then um, the conversation, is, as it were, it is a metric pass rate, um, you know, which, which is very controversial, you know, uh, in a South African standard. But we've seen that there's been uh, some marginal improvement compared to 2017, and that prompted you know a number of stakeholders appreciating the 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 increase in the pass rate. Um, From where you're sitting, um, I know you you do a lot of reflections in terms of how the system as a whole perform. Um, Is this something worth celebrating? The pass rate, as it were
1: well i'm a bit ambivalent on the one hand i would be happy to see the you know year on year improve in metric pass rate but i'm afraid in this case i'm more more inclined to 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 the critic of uh, the kind of uh, the, the the approach of the department i'm not quite happy because as the the text that you referred to earlier indicate especially the critic Um, Sometime last year in 2018, the writer says that uh, there was an introduction of more auxiliary subjects which were then converted into, um, which were put on the same pedestals as traditional subjects that qualify uh, learners to pass and proceed to university. But those are subjects like hospitality, like dance, South Africa doesn't need that. The core subject areas and expertise that we need is science and maths. We need ICT. Of course in South Africa, especially up to a point I'm afraid we also do need history We need to understand, as they say The context to contest The content, Mm -hmm. so to understand The present, we need to historicize it Even including the educational Crisis that we are in, but I think basically That I'm not, I'm ambivalent And if you were to pin me down To it, really I'm not happy Um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that the core Subjects are diluted In order, if you like, to inflate the mm-hmm. pass rate and to facilitate the appearances i think what we're more concerned with is the essence we need to know the traditional subjects that the, the students are uh, are doing and that they need to pass and pass them well and they need to take them to university so that they can then learn and further their studies and
0: amount to something that the country needs for the future In any of you then what could have been the reasons f- uh, behind the introduction of Um, Subjects such as tourism uh, Dance uh, as part of metric What could have been the reason What could have been Because I'm sure the department Got to that determination Based on some kind of um, insight Um, You know, what could it be Because um, based on what you're saying You know, it it is highly contested And and there there are questions Fundamental questions As to what what are the merits Behind introduction uh, of those uh, program. That's number one. Number two, the extent to which the market is more appreciative of these kinds of introduction. Any of you, again, uh, uh, it will be interesting just to share with the listeners uh, your, your thoughts around that. Sorry about the market. Just come back. Come, come um, again you then. know, the, the extent to which the market is appreciative of subjects such as that, uh, because I would imagine um, the, the the stream of these courses more will. will Probably lead more into humanities, as opposed to vocational, and more technical mm-hmm. or trade-oriented kind of uh, programming, um, and and which 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 is quite on its own problematic. What could have been the reason on the side of the department and the market? Because ultimately, curriculum needs to feed into um, the market.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. You're quite right. Uh, it needs to be articulated like that so that it's directional. One thing fits into the other. Um, okay, at best I can speculate. I'm afraid I would not be able to be in a position to know exactly why. But if you logic compels us to look at the uh, history. Uh, since '94, of the metric uh, performance uh, pass rate and all that, and on the basis of that, one can come to a more or less uh, plausible conclusion. Because what used to happen prior to 2018 was that the the pass rate was dismal, and as researchers would uh, would show that the cohort that starts at Substantive Eight, which is called now Grade One,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of that number, only less than half would reach metric, and of that, only say. Less than half would make it. Uh, would get what they call what they used to call it the exemption in my day. I think mm-hmm. it's called now bachelor's pass. Mm-hmm. So the issue is what happens to the bulk of humankind that drops out along the way. What are, do they amount to? These are young, sexually and economically active uh, segment of society that is numerical, enjoy numeric preponderance as part of the youth. They become a dead weight. There's a difference between a youth di- uh, dividend. And a, a youth bulk. We mm-hmm. just don't want the youth mm-hmm. that is bulking mm-hmm. up, but with no intrinsic value to add to societal development. What you need, you need a a, a, um, a youth that is well equipped, intellectual in terms of skills, in terms of ICT, to make their presence felt on the on the on the historical process and t- qualitatively to take society to a higher level at the trajectory of tra- trajectory of development. Mm-hmm. So I think then that one is inclined to suspect that there may have been a slight of hand here, mm-hmm. as this researcher. And these writers Mm -hmm. are arguing I'm inclined to agree with them Other than that there has not been any explicit um, Reason That's quite plausible made by the department Uh, About the market And what the market expects Listen, you've just mentioned earlier On the fourth industrial revolution Mm -hmm. As matters stand right now South Africa is still wrestling With the third industrial Revolution, revolution I think that there's a bulk of... In fact, there are still issues of literacy, functional literacy, numeracy. And so it's not even at the level of... With a certain and a a bulky segment of the population, we may not even, in terms of the third industrial revolution, we may not even be there fully. Yet, when you look at South Africa and the, the levels of underdevelopment in terms of human development index of the UN, the capacity and everything. So never mind the fourth industrial revolution. This is a problem. It's forbidding. It is too ghastly to contemplate that we're moving into the future at this point in history where we don't even have the basics to stay afloat, never mind swim. So yes, the market is going to suffer for that And in turn, we're going to suffer the most As South Africans Because then there needs to be some measure of articulation the Institutions need to feed into and of each other Such that the schooling system prepares us For uh, adulthood for, being, for the value that we add to societal development And that includes the market That includes the skills that are uh, to be utilized By the, ma- the labor market For the, the, the developmental needs of society We are talking now about the national development plan which is also going to need this, and the whole lot of other developmental imperatives uh, broadly speaking that would then need that we be able to prepare over a certain time period um a South African young people to be able to rise up to the challenge and measure up to the need of the moment
0: you know what comes to mind then as you as you you explaining um, possible re, um, rationale behind the inclusion of um, Non-core subjects such as you know um, uh, dance and and tourism is 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 the you know it begs the question of where the private sector I would imagine ordinarily for a a responsive curriculum to be developed um, you know the private sector associations and private sector more broadly need to be at the table which then says to government this is where this is using the NDP for an example, this is where the market is going in the next twenty years. These are kind of skill sets that you're going to need. Um the sense that one gets out of this is that the there's, there's a, almost like a absence of private sector influence into policy direction um around curriculum, you know, configuration which supports the interest or which supports the the, the, the futuristic labor markets demand What would your take beyond that?
1: Okay, I think to be fair There was um, um private sector representation In the commission that uh, uh, Drew up the developmental plan But the thing is We do these things hard-hoc or episodic So once they get to the table And make their input We don't make this thing uh, sustainable. We don't create a momentum. We don't institutionalize uh, this kind of intersectoral relations that are aimed to maximize the mutual benefit of all of us, such that, as you say correctly, that the private sector stays on board. Uh, The private sector, I'm sure, that when to uh, to to come on board, it's going to put something on the table Mm. that has got to be taken into. And I think I do think that it is taken into account up to a point. Like I'm saying, in the case of the national. Development plan. The issue is the extent The adequacy the, Is it sufficient uh, The private sector Civil society Remember also And this is very very important We need to understand Educational challenges In South Africa In the broader Societal mm. context Basic school dysfunctionality Is a reflection of Basic societal dysfunctionality. Family units, there's a basic unit uh, of society, um, where you have then the f- uh, female headed uh, household. Uh, Child headed uh, household. household. All those kind of pathologies, <laughs> mm-hmm. disabilities, they bring to bear and they constitute a dead weight, and also issues of discipline. You have read a lot about learners that are taking teachers, bringing uh, weapons to school, taking drugs, and the, the, the drug world also encroaching onto the, the sacredness of the uh, school world, and those kind of, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a
0: bit of a complicated situation. Okay, you know what? We're going to take a break and we'll come back in a second. But before, this is one thing that I want us to sort of reflect on, then, um, in as we take in the break, you've. You to a number of variables that are critical, that are overbearing on the education system. Hence the result, because, I mean, education can't be divorced from how the society looks like. Uh, uh, but how do we turn around um, you know, education system, as big as it is, in, in, you know, uh, in, in, in view of all these other variables that you've uh, uh, put to us? Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second.
1: This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele.
0: Welcome back it is now um half past 6 and I'm joined in studio by Denwood Daung who is the senior researcher at Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection and we are having a bite at the current status of education before we into the break I I put it to him um uh, as part of as suppose, as part of the national strategy uh, what is it uh, sequentially that a country uh, need to be doing to systematic, uh, to, to, to in, in, in a systemic fashion, attend the vast challenges, because truth be told, um, you know, and I've seen some critics, you know, who, in my view, I'm chair critics who never really appreciated the complexity and the vast challenge of education, uh, uh making, you know, sometimes irresponsible statement, uh, uh, and, and without really, you know, applying their mind, uh, uh and I think, you know, what needs to happen, you know, perhaps maybe then could shed some light, uh, is the kinds of, um, you know, turnaround strategies uh, given the the vastness of the challenges. I mean, look at the infrastructure, uh, look at the role of the union, look at the role of parents, look at the, the funding, uh, look at the programming. All these other variables they themselves require some bit of time, and 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 education. It's not something that can be overturned overnight, you know. But but how do we Get it right, um, you know, then perhaps maybe might just, um, you know, uh, uh, give us a sense. Uh, getting it right, you know, over a period of time. And can we, as a society, uh, almost like have a blueprint that we're going to follow, that will not deviate from? Uh, and and earlier on, you made reference to chopping and changing of this and that because it's expedient. But how do we get, you know, uh, all the stakeholders agreeing on a particular blueprint? Which nobody was going to deviate from. In the same way that you've got an NDP, um, what will it require? You know, because um, given, like I said earlier, the the complex nature and the vast nature of um, educational challenges. You know, um, unemployment has its own bearing. You know, child-headed household has its own bearing. Infrastructures that is not adequate, uh, overcrowding in classrooms, um, teachers that are burdened, the role of unions, all these factors. Um, ultimately undermine um, the quality of education that we look for
1: yeah I I think this is a a critical point along with uh, some other high order issues that confront us in society South Africa needs a form of a social compact that is effective a a national mobilizing vision who are we, where are we going Uh, Can we get over ourselves, the political fragmentations, the the ideological divisions, and get something that is meta-ideological, that is at the national level, and that says that uh, we do this, we we sing or swim uh, together. We need that so that, I'll give you an example. My organization, uh, MISTRA, conducted um, research into educational issues in the Eastern Cape. About three years back. The reason for that was the Eastern Cape bear the characteristics of many other provinces. So there it was something universalizable about the outcomes there. And it found that the role of trade union move, uh, the trade union cause, um, uh, in, in the Eastern Cape is toxic. There's overlapping of roles. There are a lot of complications and extracurricular activities that have got nothing to do with the core interests of the education of the child. That is an issue. The issue of uh, st- uh, school governing bodies, uh, what impact they make, uh, the, inter- the, the how they interact with the other, uh, such the unions, for instance, and the teachers, it becomes important. Uh, so there is a something pre-existing in terms of the societal makeup, makeup, the ethos, the culture, the attitudes that make up the our contemporary world that is very very. Um, Maybe questionable, uh, maybe flawed on, and, and on the basis of which we're not able to build good, sustaining, futuristic institutions So I think that's one of the critical things Social impact, where we can then introspect as a society And say, how we do we fix the education of uh, South African children once and for, for all And there's an issue with teachers, teacher training, um, meds and science We've got issues there Uh, If teachers themselves in the townships, as the old accusation always goes, take their kids to uh, private schools, the issue is, what is toxic about township schools? There is something about power differential that is perceptible and that strikes the eye. Uh, but these are teachers They are supposed to be the, the, the ones that deliver quality education. Now, they, uh, they don't have confidence in themselves to do that. So they then trust the future of their children to other teachers in other, at uh, other levels of society. This is a problem in a, in a, in a decent society such as, such as ours. So I think then that the issue of social impact, which, compared, which is there in the national development plan, I think it needs to be revisited. I think we need to have the conversation. And we need to get our priorities right as society, as a nation. And maybe we just need to be a little bit uh, um, above all these fragmentations That the tendentiousness that leads us to say things that suit us first and foremost Rather than the kind of the national interest that's at stake
0: I couldn't agree with you more, um, than, <clears throat> especially around the social compact um, I mean, most stakeholders um, across different disciplines have come to agree of a need to have a refreshed uh, social contract that bring all the stakeholders, because we have agreed as as a society that education is not only a competence of Department of Education, education is everyone's responsibility. And and how do we map? Then I think the question bigger, the bigger question becomes: How do we map up all this collective wisdom uh, through a structured approach? which bring all the stakeholders, you know, irrespective of, um, you know, ideology, irrespective of class, irrespective of of geography, and all these variables that tend to um, divide people, you know, um, sitting down together around uh, what is of common interest. So perhaps maybe um, that is a starting point, and there's more noises that have been made, on the value of a social contract Or social uh, compact Which bring all the stakeholders uh, But therefore but that happen, Someone needs to take lead uh, For that to happen there has to be ownership um, From your assessment as a researcher um, Who is better positioned To lead this kind of process And how do we get all the stakeholders To buy into um, a, 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 a refreshed approach uh, Of a social compact In education
1: yeah, I think that um we have to go back to uh, the issue of the government. Uh, remember, government is for all of us, those who vote them in and those who don't vote them in. They are the custodians of the interest of society and the sovereignty of this country. So to bring us to the table to be able to we, in other ways now the government is uh, mandated to take uh, uh, the, to take over the stewardship Of society to uh, a higher higher levels of development in in whatever area. So, bringing people to the table, it is not something that we've got to leave to the government to do. I'm saying the government has got to initiate and take initiate this uh, process and take uh, and and take charge. But, in terms of the actual participation, all the stakeholders are needed. And uh, especially people in the forefront is got to be education stakeholders, the the sector that is concerned. But it needs support of government. Mm-hmm. It needs support of the private sector. It needs support of civil society. The trade union movement itself mm-hmm. has got to explain. Therefore, we got the sectoral interest of teachers that need a uh, good working conditions. Mm-hmm. We agree. They need to be paid well. We agree. But. We also have got the interest of children, and we've got to balance the contending interest in society in such a way that um, we can all move forward. So, we, you know, we've had cases where teachers whipped children out of class and out of school because they were on strike, and teacher and children dared mm. to come to class to learn, not to expect teachers to teach them mm. to learn on their own, but the fact that just to rock up to darken the door of Hitler's mm. in the in the, during that it, they are there. So those are the kind of things that the the downside uh, that are that are unraveling the fabric that is South Africa that Mandela so nicely bequeathed to us uh, and, and and
0: along with others. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more than um uh, but I think uh, you know the when you look at other manifestos, um and I've seen maybe bits and pieces of how the social compact, I mean um it comes across um, from different, you know, political form for formation. Uh I think in principle there's there's almost an agreement across all political spectrum that there's a need for a social compact. But um we, we don't seem to have leadership um, that drives this because uh South Africa, you know uh, for lack of a better word, we are we, we accustomed to short term, you know, benefits or short term short term goals. because um, education is not one of those short term goals. Um, the the social compact um, you know in the same way as we have NDP. It's it's more of a long time. But but working on you know uh you know uh bits and pieces that that can translate to material changes um, on a year, year year on year basis. And and that requires time. Uh uh do we have the kind of leadership that understand that um, social compact. Um, has the, in as much as the responsibilities but also the obligations and in the context of competing priorities, um, can all the parties that come on the table or are on the table um, you know understand exactly that there will be there 's going to be trade offs
1: yeah, there are just two things there uh, that are quite important, as for all I know, the first is definition of things. when we talk about social compact, we need to define what we 're talking about uh, because as South africans we 've got this uh, tendency of like i 'm saying doing things the me first kind of a thing and 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 that doesn 't help the the, the the broader interest of society. We need to define this. Uh, in, in clearer and more specific terms What are we talking about Now you, may, you raise an issue of leadership That's a crucial point you are making Let me give you an example In the last 10 years During the last day, administration of the former president um, South Africa lost out on the critical Valuable and rich input Of a cross section of society South Africa is rich in human resources It's just that uh, People given platform and space to be able to deliver to bring something to the table that takes us forward so the last 10 years really uh, was a dark age if you like uh, in 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 many it manifested in many different ways so the thing is uh, once we we mobilize uh, this this cross section of society this leadership this talent that is laying uh, fallow or demand or that is there but on the margins and we bring it into the picture and uh, we bring the collective wisdom of all of us experience and skills capabilities and everything to bear on defining who you are where we're going and how we're going to get there and the mechanisms and also accountability is at the center accountability. I looked for it in vain. I'm sorry I have to deviate a bit. It, not that it wasn't there, but well, it wasn't uh, ex, um, clearly uh, articulated as I would have loved to in the, in the president of the NC's uh, January 8th statement. Okay. One of the biggest challenges that face South Africa today is accountability. People have got this attitude of immunity. People are inoculated From the sanctions of the law and due process People don't deliver when you appoint them To positions, some of them are appointed There because in some conferences They voted each other in And therefore is a body-body, scratch my beggar Scratch yours and those kind of things Uh, Dan Mtaung is a non-political fixer So he recommends Mm. to the president This and that guy So I'm not saying this president is part of He hasn't shown himself to be that And he's known to be kind of an an upright And abstaining individual so I'm saying that accountability uh, people who can deliver have got to take accountability uh, uh, for 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 their failures and once we do that once we take meritocracy and do like the Chinese and make it a central tenet of the national culture and even bearing in mind the fact that there are those that are lagging behind historically because of the history as we understand it, there's nothing wrong taking Den Mtaung and assigning him to uh, Dr. Mbele for a period of five years to understudy him and to, 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 to come up with measurable benchmarks to see if Den Mtaung is actually gaining and if not, what's the problem? After five years, surely, Den Mtaung can Familiar with uh, qualifications but without Experience and skills he should have come Up come up, out with something Now if you just take people and You appoint them and you think that All is a uh, hunky dory uh, You end up coming up with it So there's a whole concatenation of Historical and social and political And economic factors that really Are
0: constituting a dead weight on society Yes coming back to this Issue of um, social compact then I think Which is quite critical and i'm sure um, the listen, listeners out there are grappling with this same issue as well um first and foremost we agree that education is it's an apex priority not only of government but of the society as a well. whole and if that is the case uh, all those that have uh, all those that have best interests of the country at heart um you know how do they you know deliberate uh, around table just to commit not only to commit but also appreciate that um you know when you are in a uh, you know around it, when it is when you have a conversation around a table, uh, you're not only representing your, your interest, um, but you may obviously come at the back of a particular structure or a particular, you know, uh, body or a particular um uh, a corner for an example. But but you know there are other issues I mean there are other issues that that, that go beyond a narrowly defined interest group. You know, which 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 is something that South Africans I don't think we we, we we manage that quite well. Uh and, and the extent to, to you know, the extent to which leadership elevate themselves over and above their own narrowly defined um interest around the social compact. I think if society can master that or at least have an appreciation, leadership across, you know, different platforms have an appreciation that when we are on so when you're sitting around the table uh crafting a social compact that 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 has a a compelling business case for the country there are trade offs for an example, setting what are that teachers or what is it that unions can do without what is that government can do without what is that lenders can do without you know um until we get to that point where we we are for we are abandoning you know setting you know privileges. At least in the meantime So that we have a longer picture Or a longer goal uh, That is the only way in which I think uh, We're more likely to transform You know, um, the economy Or the education sector In a most profound way Because we understand that uh, It's not zero-sum game You know, uh, we have to come to a point Where we, 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 we're going to Obviously let go of short-term Or short-termism As others would define it but that requires, again, leadership uh, Because we, you know, especially now in, in election time Most people always push for stakeholder interest uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the expense of everything,
1: you know Yeah, that's true <laughs> Yeah, the stakes, stakes are high at the moment But look, if you have, uh, yeah this, uh, I want to give two examples One from the States, United States of America The other from uh, uh, the Chinese uh, nation In the U.S., there's a level at which it doesn't matter whether it's the Democratic or Republican Party that is in power. There are invariant universals that are there because they define the state of being an american the interest the residual interest of being an american we don't have that in south africa i'll come to that let me just come to the chinese issue i meet chinese uh, like i did this morning uh, intellectuals uh, universities civil society da da, da, da we're interested in south africa and all that and i also put questions to them the same way you put to me how did you get it right as a chinese and they say well We are a communist party, but we have infused our traditional uh, tenets into our system and we have borrowed from many other, studied and borrowed from many other successful nations, but we're not copycats, we remain Chinese. The, The orientation is Chinese they have been able to define. Maybe you could say they never had as much complications as we have. We are a multi-ethnic, multi-confessional, multi-racial, multi-this, multi-that society, but it still doesn't mean we have been more than what, I mean, since 1910 and even prior to that. We really have been evolving as a nation, as a society, such that You know, black, white, colored, Indian, Chinese, whoever it is, men, women, gay, straight, and da-da-da-da. We've got interest, uh, uh, you know, we can't do without each other. So, uh, you have in South Africa, for instance, a trade union that defines itself as Marxist. Classical, orthodox Marxists. They are more Marxist than European trade uh, 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 Marxist outfits. They would hear of nothing, no compromise, nothing. They just want the Karl Marxists. This Karl Marx, sorry, I'm picking on them, but this is just an example. We're going to need to understand that um, the interest, if we are going to define national agenda, if we're going to define, set out a national vision, if we're going to uh, craft a social compact, you correctly said there will need to be trade-offs there's going, going to be a uh, give and take <laughs> We need to understand uh, what is at stake uh, Without which We are likely to go around in cycles And now education is not a play thing Because uh, really it's indispensable It's an imperative uh, In the next 10, 20 years If we don't do something drastic to change The quality of education Of South African child now We're going to remain where we are Or even worse uh, in the next two or three decades. The world is moving on, uh, and, 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 Really, it's unforgiving. Uh, history is marching on. The fourth industrial before before long, you'll be hearing about the fifth industrial revolution. will still be wallowing in the second industrial revolution This is a serious indictment, uh, even taking into account uh, history. And I do agree that at the structural level, we have that. But we are not clawing our way out of this hole at the rapid at the speed at which we have the potential to. And the question is why? For that, we don't have to uh, set our sight at history. We have have to set it at now at the the current historical moment what is it that's going on with the with the south
0: africans that that we we, we just backward in coming forward here's a question for me i mean you you couldn't have said it better um it, it begs for me uh, and most pretty much everyone who's listening the question around political will is the political will you know to to really take the bull by its horns? In the context of the, those trade-offs that are made, that I referred to earlier, uh, that we're we, gonna, we you know, change this, this. These are non-negotiables. You know, so, so for the social compact in education um, to be productive, we need to have non-negotiables. These are the fundamentals that we're going to agree on. And in an event there are deviation, what should be the consequences? In the same way, uh what should be the, the 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 rewards because i mean human beings uh, uh we need to have a fine balance between how you exert pressure at one level but also how you support you can't expect you know things to be done when you're not you know uh providing support so the social compact as it were needs to be very clear around firstly um the the the, the philosophy of education in a south african context do we have a universal philosophy which defines education in a South African context, Elon, you, you, ref, you referred to you know the chinese the the Americans when you look at all these these countries, there is almost a clearly defined way of doing things which define them who they are don 't you think as a South African as one of the glues that could keep us together is to define what is our philosophy? in education
1: we have to definitely definitely if you remember earlier on i also mentioned the fact that uh, and i know many people frown upon history but societies today in the world more than uh, ever before i think we do need history um because then history pro gives you context uh we need to define that we need to define the philosophy of society, and it's got to be rooted in something that is comprehensible, that makes sense to all of us, something that's really plausible and so it can't just be something that is abstract. So why do we need the education system that we need? I think that you will remember we we had what they called the education system that was inspired by the Russian uh, psycholinguistic Vygotsky um which was challenged by the swedish uh, psycholinguistics biaja uh the, the the one that outcomes based education the, that the russians discarded long back we, we went for that mm? and we believed the 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 struggle credentials um uh, of revolution of sharing, which is the ideals of it are good. Nothing wrong with it, but the education system is an individual. They may be collective and it's good to in, to sort of uh, create a values of sharing or collective, uh, visioning and da, 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 da as a human society. But there's a level at which we need to be, to understand that it's individuals that are learning and we need to tailor made the education system to e- individuals in terms of their different various talents and so on and so forth. So we do need that. But we also need the issue of merit, the issue of accountability. Teachers who can't deliver will be a problem. A principal who cannot manage the school is a problem. Um, The the school governing body must not be about the influential Individuals in society that have got a uh, credible affiliations that by virtue of which are then catapulted into the limelight. It's got to be people that are bringing something to the table, even in the capacity as board members or, or yes, school governing body members. Uh, what expertise, different, and they don't always have got to be educational. There will be those that understand the township social landscape better and bring those kind of experience to bear on bringing on the body corporate of the school and to improving the quality of the school but people who don't live simply have got to face the consequences i think there can't be any negotiations about it
0: this is something that is missing as we're about to wrap up um i think the the, the notion of social compact will really go a long way if um it will you know embrace uh elements such as accountability um you know in instances where for an example i mean we've heard about you know in some you know, district, there were about 10 or 15 schools that did not produce even a single, uh, a, a single person that passed metric. And you ask a question, um, that principal, uh, why is it still there? Uh, that, you know, you begin to ask a question, are there meetings? The SMT, senior management team. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? The school and government bodies. You know, all the, you know, structural, uh, uh, uh elements of what make up a, an institution. Uh, it's an indictment, and do people understand that you know um can we really you know uh, uh continue to have them in our employ um, in employ when they have delivered zero when they've been over when they've been paid month on month end so so these are some of the things that um until we have a a political will again you know uh for us to take decisions that are, are are not necessarily uh, 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 you know, uh, positive or not necessarily, um, likable, you know. I'm trying to find the correct word, likable. Um, because we are missing courageous leadership because what we need to see that will transform the country are people who, uh, call a spade a spate Not because we are comrades, because you and I come from beds together and, and you floundering and, and you misrepresenting me and, and you really letting me down. I'm gonna, you know, uh, you know, uh, play around with you as opposed to telling you exactly. But what will it take for us to, to, to bring the cohort of leaders that spells out exactly that this, 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 this can't go anymore?
1: Well, I think then that uh, you see if you have one leading political force with a stranglehold on society dictating terms and the rhythm of thought and everything and defining what is legitimate and, and illegitimate discourse, and based on self-interest It becomes a problem And if that's done in the name of the people But it's actually not in the interest of the people Ultimately And when we can't hold each other accountable Because from within our political home There are dynamics and So that then you have a political part That becomes a scaffolding On which the whole building Which is society metaphorical, is dependent And whatever is happening If the scaffolding collapses in on itself The whole building comes tumbling down We are at that level And these are the fallouts of history These are the Disabilities. These are the kind of things that need to come out on the, uh, into the open. We need to talk about that. We need to debate them. Uh, and that's the only way once we start to be uh, autocritical. Uh, once we start to understand that we are not dependent on any one entity. Uh, as a country, as a society, we own nobody. Uh, we, we, are, we are not owned. We are not a property. We, are, we have agency. And it's a critical agency, and and the future depends on that. And is that agency that's going to define
0: how we we take the ball by the horns and and, and march on into the future? Thank you, Thank you very much for your brilliance your insight uh, i'm sure the listeners have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation the quality of of your views um, are, are highly admirable uh, we should do this more often i think uh, south africa needs the kind of brain brainpower uh, such as yours for us to not to blame but to collectively take responsibility you know and 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 and, and, and you know hold each other to account on, on you know, projects, projects that that have been bestowed upon us On that note, it has been an absolute pleasure Having uh, uh, you, uh, the great listener On this glorious Tuesday um, When we were, you know, really attempting a very complex issue uh, Around education uh, Our starting point, if, if you recall It was about, you know, celebrating uh, metric results uh, We gravitated up to a point where we look at Some of the North Nathan Poles you know, because the results are a symptom, you know. Uh, we need to go deeper and look at how do we improve the quality of education. And we've touched a number of um, critical points um, with, which the society needs to appreciate. Uh, on that note, uh, Dan, thank you very much. Much obliged. Thanks. Until we will again, it has been an absolute pleasure. Have a good one.